This is Seven Sport. Good morning. Welcome along. Bates for Breakfast is back on Seven Sport. Two week break. You know, we only were supposed to have the one, one week, and, you know, it's been a bit of a hectic world the last couple of weeks, really. But we're back. I've had messages from uh, sponsors, from fans, from acquaintances, strangers, everybody wanting to know when Buddies for Breakfast was coming back. It is here. You know, I, I was away in Cardiff a couple of weeks ago and then unfortunately the uh, the news about Queen Elizabeth II, which uh, we're still feeling the effects of, three-day bank holiday, uh, well, three-day weekend this weekend, obviously with the funeral on Monday. Football was cancelled last week. My opinion on that is that, you know, I don't see why that grassroots football had to stop and you, you look over at our, well, rugby friends and, and they're playing. But football, for some reason, had to stop, which was, uh, you know, don't want to get too too much into it, but in my opinion, a joke. But we're back, back with football um, this weekend and there's loads, loads of football. You know, almost too much football, if that's such a thing. Uh, men's football today. Obviously, the women take centre stage for us tomorrow. And that's sort of how the show is based, really, today. We've got plenty going on. We've got the featured game today. It's my first ever trip to Chalford. Let that sink in. You know, after all this time, all the Twitter banter, all the, you know, Twitter awards, well, seven sport awards that they've claimed, you know, finally going to go and uh, watch them. They played Barmer United in one of the... Reg Davis Cup semi-finals. Now, I know a few of the Barnwood United lot. And, uh, you know, the fact that they're... <laughs> the fact they're even in the semi-finals, but the teams that are actually in that semi-final is credit to to Craig, my uh, my good friend, and and his boys, because, you know, they, they, they've done well to get there. Probably expecting a home win today. I don't think that any of the Barnwood players who, who may be listening would, would really be too upset with me saying that but you know on paper Charford should win this comfortably today they are in the hunt for the third Reg Davis Cup victory in a row in terms of lifting the the trophy they've got three very good teams in their way at the moment Dursley versus Brockworth is the second semi-final that will be a very very interesting game Um, I've put it in the seven sevens this week on on the website you can take a look at that me and Ben Hans have, have had a go I don't know which way it's going to go. It could go either way. Uh, proper cliche of a, a game, really. But, uh, yeah, so for the show today, we've got Simon Loftus. He is coming on the programme. He is Chalford's social media mastermind. That's how I'm calling him. They uh, took our social media account, best social media account, the inaugural uh, award when we added it to the Seven Sport End of Season Awards. He's going to come on. To talk about the club and talk about what he's going to do this season to try and get his crown back. They've been nominated every other year because they're, in my opinion, and, and you know it's a big big statement to make. They have one of the best social medias um, in terms of clubs within Gloucester football. I think they what they do is engaging. You know they don't well, it doesn't tend to miss a trick too much. Um, but I'm looking for something bigger. I'm looking for something better, something newer. Just moving with the times. That's what he's got to do. We'll discuss it with him at about quarter to nine when he comes on the programme. 
Then we have Stonehouse Town manager Craig Robinson. He's on the programme. He's been booked for a couple of weeks now. And uh, it just so happens that, unfortunately, he's coming on after his side of ship seven goals. So we won't speak to him about that too much, but obviously we'll address how he's settling in to life at Stonehouse Town. And then we've got an interview coming up later on in the programme, previewing our featured game on Sunday, which is Gloucester City Women versus Bishop's Cleave Ladies in the Vitality Women's FA Cup. Again, uh, similar to the Charlford game this weekend, it was the game that we were supposed to be covering last week. Um, but with the, the postponements, of course, it's been rearranged to today, uh, well, this weekend. So looking forward to that. Zoe Gab and Claire Gab join us on the programme. Uh, Claire, who's moved to the club from Kingswood in the summer, joining her sister, who played in the inaugural season for Glossy Women last year. So we talked to them about how they're shaping up ahead of the cup game. Right, settled into that quite nicely. Reminder that if you do want to get in contact with us throughout the programme or any time at all, twitter.com, just search at 7sport, facebook.com forward slash 7sport, info at 7sport.co.uk on the email and also 7 underscore sport on the Instagram. A reminder as well and a big, big, big thank you to our sponsor for the programme, Bertie's for Breakfast this season in 7 Sparks. Uh, a good friend of ours, Matt Yates, Seven Sport originator. He is uh, an electrician. He's a very good electrician. So anything you need doing, give him a call. In particular, we say it every week, in particular the electric vehicles. He is an absolute genius and knows everything about those charges that you get fitted in, in your property. So Seven Sparks for all of your electrical needs. Moving on quite nicely. Right. Fixtures today, as I said, plenty of them. So if you are in and around the county, you're looking for a game. I actually had uh, a couple of people come up to me on Thursday night when I was at Long Levens under-18s versus Tuffy under-18s asking about games this weekend because they were saying they were struggling for one. You're going to have to go down. If, if you're looking for a, a, a local home match, the lower down in the pyramid, the better. Um, basically, a lot of away fixtures in and around the county today. So, Accrington Stanley versus Cheltenham. Forest Green Rovers, they're at home to Morecambe. They're the League One fixtures. It's also FA Cup second qualifying round day for Bishops Cleave, who are at home to Houston Athletic. Uh, Gloss City, they're on the road to Hungerford Town. And Siren Chester Town are away as well. They're at Murpher. Siren, who won in the um, FA Trophy in midweek. Massive win for for John Bruff and his men in that competition. They'll be looking to build momentum with another cup run in the FA Cup. And it would be a, a bit of an upset if they go and upset uh, Paul Michaels, Murphy Town. There are seven league matches in the form of Bashley at home to Slimbridge. Uh, Eastham United are on the road again. They're down to Exmouth Town. Eastham United, who similarly to Sirencester, won in the FA Trophy midweek. There was a terrible story, which you, you may have seen on Twitter, that... A number of the Eastern United players, coaches and you know, even the physio for Aylesbury United had their cards broken into at the ground. Um, items stolen, damage caused. It is horrible, horrible to see. And yeah, just shows how much uh, you know, society is, is still in the wrong, really. And yeah, we wish, um, wish something like that doesn't happen to anyone else in the future because it is horrible. Uh, Livington Town, they're at home to Cinderford. Cinderford on the road. 
that is a massive game already in the season for Cinderford. They've not had the best start that Alex Sykes would have wanted. They've looked better at times, but the results aren't going there. And there's a little bit of pressure um, building. If you look at the social media forums and things like that, I don't think Alex Sykes will really care too much about what's being said. He'll care more about what's happening on the pitch. And a big win today at Lewington would do that fantastic uh, club, the world of good. In the Hellenic Premier, it is, well, it was supposed to be Chip and Sodbury versus Brimscombe and Frupp. That game is off. Uh, Brimscombe short on players due to injury, work commitments and uh, just general unavailability. Um, Brimscombe just suffering a little bit there with the fact that they are just a one-team club. You know, you look at the other teams, for example, Long Evans, Tuffley, they would have the reserves, Lydney, Fairford, they've all got a reserve side that they can call upon. Brimscombe do not have that, so just feeling the effect of that one. Corsham Town versus Fairford Town, that's set to be a great game in the Hellenic Prem. I expect goals in that one. Jinx for a nil-nil, I know. Uh, Wooten Bassett at home to Lydney, that's a tough one for Lydney today. But when they uh, go on the, the, the tough away trips, they tend to throw in a performance out of nowhere. So it could be a, a good day out for Lydney. And then Tuffley Rovers are away at Formbury. Tuffley's pitch, I've been told, is about a week away from being sorted. They needed some maintenance work done, which uh pretty shocking, really, because they spent all that money last season on the pitch being re, um, regenerated. And, yeah, it turns out it was a bit of a problem. And if, you know, if I was it on the Tuffley Rovers board, I'd be absolutely fuming with uh, with what I've heard and what I've seen of the the pitch and the work that's had to be done to it, especially when you spend all that money. Uh, Hellenic League Division 1, there are a couple of all-glossious ties in this one. Uh, Bolton Rovers versus Chatham Saracens. Again, another game I threw into the 7-7s because I think that it's going to be a difficult one for both sides and it's sort of similar starts that both sides have had in the, in the league and I think it sort of shows the the level that the clubs are coming into in the sense that it's probably a bad start for Cheltenham Saracens, whilst Bolton Rovers, considering how uh, how little points they've amassed in the last couple of seasons, they probably look at it and say, you know what, we've had a good start to this season. So it shows sort of different perspectives. Uh, Siren Chester Town Development, they're at home to FC Stratford. So if you can get down to the Carinium Stadium, head on over. Littleton, who won at Fairford Town in midweek, they host Hartbury University. Uh, Milton United versus Newent Town. The second all-Gloucestershire affair in the Hellenic Div 1 is Morton Rangers versus Shortwood United. Shortwood could do with getting back to winning ways after defeat against Stonehouse. And Stonehouse are away to Pershaw. So we'll speak to Craig Robinson about that. And it'll be a tough old game for his side. Uh, the County League actually has cup action today as well. Last week was supposed to be the Les James Cup. Of course, it's been moved to this week. Um... To be honest, I did a little write-up for Tiger Sports Photography. Um, just looking at the games, really. Um, the County League, by my own admission, you know, we 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 tend to neglect it a little bit. Um, I don't really go to watch many County League games, but that will change over the course of this season. But yeah, very interesting ties, to be honest. Uh, Broadwell versus Frampton. They played each other in last year's quarter-final. Went to penalties. Wouldn't be too surprised if it does it again. Uh, Channel Civil Service, they're against uh, Bromley Heath United. Cribs Reserves versus Henbury. Hardwick versus Patchway. Uh, Little Stoke, the reigning champions of the Les James Cup. They play Patchway, uh, they play with Rockley's Rangers, sorry. Sharpness versus Quedgley Wanderers. And Stoke Gifford United versus Gala Wilton. 
that's the top two versus the bottom two. And you, you'd expect Sharpness and Gala to have comfortable wins there. And Wick, who I was shadow of their former self from what you can see in the league and with the personnel and the players that have left, they play last season's beaten finalist Rodin Hill Rangers. And as I put in the, the write-up that you can see on Tiger Sports Photography's Facebook page, um, you know, a, a Les James Cup trophy win would be perfect for new Ruridine Hill manager Jamie Henderson to really stamp his mark on what he's looking to do. Uh, as well as the Reg Davis Cup ties, Charlford versus Barnwood and Dursley versus Brockworth, there is a full Northern Senior League action to look at. Cheltenham Athletic versus Smith's Barometrics, Charfield versus Lakeside, Long Leverance Reserves versus Breeden, Lydney Town Reserves versus Charlton Rovers, Stonehouse Town Reserves versus Abbeymead, and Wollaston versus English Bickner. That is the Division 1 games. A uh, couple in Division 2 as well, with Bybury versus Leonard Stanley, Broadwell Amateurs Reserves versus Tewkesbury Town, uh, Chesterton versus Staunton, of course, Falcons versus Treadworth Tigers. That could be a feisty one. Uh, Mushet and Callaway United versus King Stanley, Viney Saints Rivens versus Cheltenham Civil Service Reserves, and Whitecroft versus Harrow Hill are the scheduled fixtures there. But the main focus for us this afternoon is Chalford, Barnwood, Dursley, Brockworth. One of those four sides is going to win the Reg Davis Cup 2022. Now, if you've followed that tournament, I've, I love that cup. Gen- genuinely, you guys know, anyone who follows some sport, you know that we watch all sorts of football. One of my favourite competitions is the Rage Davis Cup. What, what, better, what a better cup than the early rounds being played on a Wednesday night at half six kickoff in August? That's unreal. That is unreal. And uh, the, the action that the Reg Davis Cup always throws up is... It's incredible, really, and I, I do enjoy it. Genuinely, do enjoy it, especially when we get to the later rounds. Chalford won it a couple of years ago at Slimbridge, and I was really gutted because me and Kelsey had planned to to go and, and cover the game, um, and Kelsey unfortunately went and and fractured his wrist whilst playing five side and wasn't able to drive, so it, it just never happened. Then last year, Chalford won it again after a year in between for COVID. Chalford won it again against Chelsea Civil Service. Again, <laughs> we were set to cover it. Uh, myself and Harley Price, Brimscombe and Frep striker, we were going to travel down to Lydney to, to go and commentate it on the day of the game. I get a text message from Harley Price. He's, uh, he's caught COVID, so therefore that got cancelled. So I'm hoping, I'm fingers crossed, third time lucky for October, uh, October the 18th, off the top of my head, I believe, we can get down to Slimbridge, cover our second Reg Davis Cup final. Um, we, we were able to cover it a few years ago when, trying to think off the top of my head, who was in it? I believe it was uh, FC Barometrics at the time versus Bickner, English Bickner. That, if that is correct, that is an incredible memory that I've just been able to pluck out of nowhere, really. But yeah, love the competition, love the, the, the busyness of the final. There's always a good crowd at the Reg Davis Cup final and, and obviously the league um, committee are always there. So, it, you know, it's nice and it's similar to the Stroud League Cups, really. It, last season, we were able to get to a couple and, yeah, it's, it's just nice occasions, really. But, as I said, Chalford are going in hunt of the hat-trick. So we're going to get what, is, what I've described as a club legend. It's because he wanted me to describe him as a club legend and Simon Loftus on the phone. Hello, mate. 
Morning. How are you, Simon Loftus, on the radio? How you doing, sir? Yeah, all good. Now, just saying that, Chalford are in the hunt for a hat-trick of Reg Davis Cup victories. We'll start off with the business first before we go into the social media side of it. From a, a club's perspective, how much of an achievement would that be if they were to go in and lift the trophy? Oh, it'd be amazing, you know. Three years on the chart. Um, I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's been done before, you know. Um, but yeah, the boys are playing well. Um, we've got a great squad at the moment, and yeah, I think I really believe we can go on and do it again. So. Yeah, it would be great to do it again. The last couple of years doing it was just, it was so much fun. And um, yeah, it would be great to do it again. Because obviously you go into today's game, you're against Barmage United. Now you look at it, um, as I was saying, on paper, you know, Charlford have been consistently at the top end of of Division 1. Barnwood, more kind of happy to survive if they stay up in Division 2. Bit of a mismatch, but in cup football, it's always a difficult one. What kind of you know, game are the boys expecting today? Uh, it'll be a, it'll always be a tough game against them. They've they've you know got a bit of battle about them. Um, I remember playing them years back, and it's all, it was always a tough place to go. Um, but yeah, and the boys know they've got to still put in a performance, um, play their best, do what we can, and uh, yeah, I'm sure we can come away with a good result. Um, but yeah, it's cup football, like you say, so anything could happen. Um, and and you know you don't want to you know, sort of dismiss Barnwood or anything like that. But you know if Charlford were to get to the final, and maybe this is a question just for you, but have the boys discussed? You know if you were to make the final, who would you rather play, Dursley or Brockworth? Oh, I mean they're both tough. They're both interesting games, right? Um, Brockworth's always been a fun one for us. Dursley, you know. It's, uh, it's relatively close um, and it's a bit of a derby, you know. Um, we know a few of the lads there and it's always a good match. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think the boys are, I think the boys will again take whatever's put in front of them. But um, yeah, they're both interesting matchups. Um, yeah, I think Brockworth would be fun. It would be fun. You know, we have good bands with them on the social media as well, as you guys know. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, I think that'd be a fun final for everyone. Trying to trip you up here. That's what, that's what my, my quest is. I know Ben Powell will be sat there listening and he'll be wanting me to, to try and trip you up. So so that's official. We can put that out there that you want Brockworth in the final. <laughs> um, look, I, it'd be interesting. We'll take both. That's going to be an interesting match, right? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, either teams could come away. Obviously, Brockworth have started so well. Obviously, Jamie Martin and um, Jamie Martin's got them firing all cylinders now. So, um, yeah. It'll be a good game. I, I, I'll take either of those teams. Um, it'll be a fun final, whatever happens, if if we get there. You know. And what have you made of the season so far? Oh, the, yeah, the boys are playing great. We've got a great squad. Um, obviously, Hughesy's banging in the goals, as you, as you guys have seen. Um, we just got such a... like it's, it's one of the points of Chalford where I look at the squad and I just think there's just so much strength and depth like mm-hmm. all of our players just can chip in with a good performance and um i just feel like um yeah it's like i said i've been here 15 years now and we've just got we're in such good position where um yeah i just feel like this this could be the season this could be the season where we where we pull it all together and um hopefully you know finish top of the table but um 
yeah, the guys are the guys are playing brilliantly already, um, and uh, yeah, hopefully we can carry it on. Can you give anything away in terms of the squad for this afternoon? I have no idea. I know that I'll probably be on the bench still. <laughs> um, so um, yeah, I have no idea. Um, yeah, Pally will put his strongest team out always does. Um, but again, whoever does start, um, yeah, it's going to be a strong squad anyway. So um, yeah, no idea yet. But um, yeah, I am. I have become a bench former recently, so I know I'll probably be there. So, as someone who hasn't been to to Charlford before, I don't even think I've seen Charlford play before. Um, you know, I'm going to be a newcomer. What what can I expect? Who who do I need to look out for? Other than Jack Hughes, we know all about Jack Hughes. Give me some of the other names to look out for. Who unfortunately isn't um, who unfortunately isn't playing today. He's at a wedding, um, and I'm actually missing a wedding today to to be there and, and sit on the bench. So um, yeah, he's got some stick for that. Wait, so you're um, telling me Jack Hughes isn't there today? It's sadly not, no, sadly not. So and maybe that's your bit. That's that's your bit of team news for the day, I guess. Um, but yeah, sadly not. But outrageous. Um, to, <laughs> to be honest, there's um, you know, there's a couple of the boys who, you know, there's a few of the legends still still playing. Obviously, you've got Johnny Davis, captain, mm-hmm. um, brilliant player, um, club legend. Obviously, Rue as well. He's still knocking around. He did say he was going to retire at the start of the season, um, but. Um, yeah, he's still there going strong. Um, and then, obviously, Natty Buckland's just joined us mm-hmm. as well from Minch. He's been around for a while. In fact, I think uh, I think you guys took some stick off him on social media because he was our, he was one of the signings that we announced on social media. But um, you guys had no idea who yeah, he was. Yeah, I didn't know who he was, yeah. <laughs> well, he's a top striker, so, um, yeah, perhaps him as well. But honestly, any of the boys who come up with some, some brilliance today. So, um, yeah, just keep your eyes on the red and black, I guess. Because obviously one thing that, that we sort of see with, with Charlford over the years is that there hasn't tended to be, you know, many personnel changes. A lot of the core of the squad has, you know, always sort of seemed to stay the same. Has that been, you know, something that's benefited you, do you reckon? A hundred percent, a hundred percent. I mean, that's, like I said, I've, I've been here so long. Um, I'm, literally when I finished youth football, I joined Charlford and... Um, for me, that's one of the best things about this team is that it is like a family up here. Um, and yeah, I just enjoy playing with, with these guys so much. It's, it's, it's honestly so much fun. And um, I, I really think like keeping a good group of the lads together has been one of the keys to our success. Um, you know, we, we don't just enjoy our time on the pitch. We enjoy our time off the pitch as well. Um, we're all close friends off the pitch too. So um yeah, definitely having that um, strong squad off the pitch as well has has helped um, you know pick up those trophies and and finish out at the table um, and and you know pick up wins along the way. So yeah, for sure. Um, like I say, it's like a family. So yeah, definitely, it's been great having a, a good core of the boys together. And how close is the the first team to to the other squads? I know obviously you've got <coughs> uh, reserves, uh, thirds, I believe, as well. So you know, how close is the the club as a whole? Oh, hugely, hugely. I mean, let's just take this week for instance. Um, I think we had, I think we had something like thirty training, um, and we ended up just having um, a mixed match. So um, yeah, a mixture of all the ones, twos, threes, fours. I think there was even some youth team players there as well. Um, and yeah, we just mixed it up and had a big match, which was great because um, uh, obviously after the weekend break, it 
it was good to actually try and find our legs on the pitch again. Mm. But um, yeah, we mix up there and, and we brought players through as well. Some of the young lads that have come through over time, Freddie Wilson, Ben Minikin, um, some of the young boys have, have been brilliant. Um, and yeah, even just the other day when we were playing in that match, there were some, some sort of young boys that looked like they could be half about too. So um, yeah, we, we do we do definitely have a strong um, spine through the club where we try and sort of feed players along where we can. And obviously one thing we were, we were always going to talk about is the social media aspect. <laughs> yeah, um, sure. I know obviously the, the, you're the man who's in charge <laughs> of that. How, how sort of involved have you been in terms of, you know, the process? Because it almost seemed that, you know, your your Twitter sort of exploded over the course of a season a couple of years ago. I remember, I think it was a, a tweet about the Sharp Mess line that first caught my eye, but um, you know, how, yeah, we, how important is social media for you? We, uh, I love my social media anyway. Um, and I'm a, bear in mind, I'm a one-man band at Chelford when it comes to social media, but I, I just try and have some fun with it. You know, we, we've got to try and not take ourselves too seriously. Let's just remember we're grassroots football, right? Um, mm-hmm. And... Uh, I think as long as we try and have some fun with it and it's a good chance for us to connect with our opponents and have some fun with that off the pitch as well um, and, you know, try and develop some uh, try and develop some good relationships through the social media as well because, again, like I said, at this level that we're playing, we've, we've got to just make sure that we're still having fun with it, right? Um, you've got to remember a lot of the lads are still paying to play football, so... Um, as long as everybody's enjoying it on the pitch and if we can enjoy it off the pitch on the social media too and have some fun with that, then it's great. So, um, yeah, obviously you guys have seen some of uh, the videos and the posts and the pictures and things that we put up. I just try and have some fun with it. Um, and, uh, yeah, hopefully hopefully the people that see it enjoy it. And, uh, yeah, I'll carry on doing what I do. <laughs> well, let's have a, a bit of a brainstorm. How are you going to get your, your crown back, the best social media account on Seven Sports End of Season Awards? How are you going to do I'll it? I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, I feel like I've deserved it for the last two years. I've, like I said to you, I uh, I feel like I've been hard done by the last couple of years, so um, I probably have to pull something special out of the bag. So obviously we did the uh, we did the Natty Buckland reveal, which was some of my best work, I think. But um, yeah, I don't know, we'll... Uh, We'll see. We'll see how the season goes. Maybe we'll get some Jack Hughes goals on there. Um, maybe we'll get some posts from the skippers and things. And uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes. Um, like I say, I'll just continue to have some fun with it. And uh, maybe if I slip you a few quid at the end of the season, <laughs> I might get my trophy back. I was, I was about to say, I'm, expe- I'm fully expecting a camera being shoved in my face at some point today, as soon as I walk well, up like, the like, like I said to you before, you've got. I think you're one of the few owners of the... Uh, Lifetime season ticket to Chalford, so um, yeah, we'll give you uh, maybe we'll give you a friends and family one as well, um, and that might get us the trophy. The friends and family who don't live in Gloucestershire. What are you thinking? <laughs> what are you thinking? That is a terrible idea. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe we'll work a signed shirt out or something like that before the end of the season. Oh, that is a that's dangled, but but signed, but only by Nat Buckland. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I know who he is. I'm like, oh yeah, that's who he is. Okay. What's the plan today, mate? So before the game, what are you like? Yeah. Are you you know, your bag ready the night before? You know, how are you prepping for today's game? Yeah, big carby meal last night. Um, you know, it's always important when you're warming the bench to make sure you've got a full stomach. So um yeah. It's a bit colder. Um, it's a bit chillier as well now. Exactly exactly, yeah. So 
um, that can of monster on the way up, bag of crisps and a, and a chocolate bar or something on the way up. And you then, can't uh, just no, you can't just be vague like that. You have to describe <laughs> what bag of crisps is it, what brand of chocolate bar. We salt, don't care about branding. Salt, salt and vinegar discos, hobnobs chocolate bar. That's what we're talking. White white can of monster, and then um, and then yeah, I'll get the tunes going for the boys. Um, yeah. What tunes? What can we expect? Uh, the boy, we we've been blasting Kano for years, so I think we'll carry on with a bit of that. Um, we'll carry on with a bit of that today, um, and then yeah, I've I've kind of adopted I've kind of adopted what we probably call the Charlie Bond role, um, where we're more um, subs that motivate the guys to get going. We've been here for a few years now, myself and Charlie Bond, and yeah, we just try and help the guys get buzzing before the game. Um, yeah, and, well, we're having, uh, a, having a white monster and and chocolate and also crisps. Like you gonna be bouncing off the walls, and no wonder you're on the bench. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I try and get maybe I maybe I try a bit of parching, getting getting Paulie's here and, and see if I can get myself a start. Um, but now uh, the yeah, any the boys uh the boys are up for it today. So um, yeah, hopefully they can go out and get a result. Who out of the boys has got like the worst preparation for a game? That's a good question. Well, uh, some of the young boys, you know, they like they still love to go out a night before a game. Um, Luke Barstow um, finds himself here, there, and everywhere. Um, sometimes up the hills around Stroud. So, um, yeah, he. Uh, I haven't heard from him this morning. So let's uh, let's see how he's doing. But um, that the boys are pretty good. We've we've got fines in place for people who are out the night before a game, and uh, we got. We all have to put our locations in the chat for eight hours on the night of a game cool. um, to make to make sure that to make sure that we're in. But um, yeah, I, I actually didn't check it last night to see if there was anybody out. But um, Luke Bennyworth, oh, um, he's uh, he's fine, master, so I'm sure he'll be checking who was out and about last night. What's the fine for Jack Hughes missing the game? Oh, it's a big one. He's in trouble. His goal about, bonus is gone, isn't it? Surely. I, 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 do you know what? I think it's about a tenner. You know, yeah. So he can be in trouble. Yeah, goal bonus out the window. Sorry, Hughie, you're not getting that. Um, but um, yeah, I think I'm due some fines as well. I've missed a few games recently, so yeah. I, uh, yeah. I, 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 before I let you go, I just want to know whose wedding are you missing today? Uh, just a just a local friend of mine, a uh, lad called Ollie Pryor. He's uh, he's getting married up in Robborough, so um, sadly missing the uh, sadly missing the ceremony. But I'll be there, um, getting changed into my suit after the game and going up for the uh, going up for the after party. So what you're saying is that your friend's wedding is not yep. worth a ten pound fine. <laughs> That's what you've just said to us. <laughs> pretty much, yeah, pretty much. Um, so yeah, no, I, I, I like this. The boys, the boys probably know this could potentially be my last, uh, my last season. So um, yeah, I uh, a semi final. I don't want to miss. I don't want to miss the opportunity to be with the boys on a semi final, and I certainly don't want to miss the opportunity to to get to another final with the boys. So um, yeah, hopefully we have a good day. Um, I'm buzzing for it. I know the boys are, and uh, yeah, fingers crossed we can get ourselves to the final against Ursula Brockworth. Perfect. Well, thanks very much, Simon, for joining us on the program. Uh, this morning we look forward to catching up with you later in, in Chalford sounds good mate look forward to it Simon Loftus there joining us on the programme can't believe it friend's wedding not worth a tenner incredible incredible stuff we get revealed to uh, on this uh, <laughs> on this programme in, insane and Jack Hughes missing it for a wedding God. 
Well, well, I was going to say, to be fair to Jack Hughes, it, you know, it, the game got rearranged, but, you know, it depends on who it is. We always have to ask who the wedding is because, uh, yeah, if it's family, let me guess you've got to go. Friends, you know, Simon Loftus there, not really fancying it, but we'll see. Charlford versus Barnwood United this afternoon in the Reg Davis Cup. Um, in the Hellenic League Division 1, as we said, it's Pershaw Town versus Sirencester. So what we're going to do is we're going to get Sirencester Town manager Craig Robinson on the phone. Morning. Morning, Craig Robinson live on 7 Sport. How are you doing, mate? Yeah, pretty good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, I'm all good. I am all good. Now, obviously, good we, man. we had you booked in on the programme last week and then the postponements happened. You've then since lost to, to Brimscombe. What was the game like? Um, it was not, not quite what was expected, to be honest. Um, the lads, uh, off the back of the Shortwood game, um, your confidence was high. We had a good performance good, and obviously a good result. Um, I think probably a little bit of complacency crept in. Um, perhaps you thought we'd, we'd cracked it um, and then went into the game probably a little bit complacent. So, um, yeah, first half was, was a disaster. I don't think the players and, and anybody connected with Stone Ash mind me saying it was, a, it was a disaster, to be honest. But um, had a good chat at half-time um, and then regrouped for the second half and I thought we showed a good account of ourselves. Um, a little bit what, what my teams generally play, like a little bit of fight, a little bit of... Um, a little bit more possession than we had in the in the second half in the first half. Um and yeah, we it was a, a much better second half showing. So mm-hmm. um we had a chat with uh, the the staff after the game, Jason Jason Nick. Um it was it was important that we we had a little bit of a reaction. Um we got we got Pershaw away today, um but the reaction I wanted, um a little bit of responsibility taken by the players. Um mm-hmm. I I messaged the the committee and apologise for that first half showing, um, and I would like—I would have liked the, the players to do so um, towards myself and, and the staff, and they, they all did that. Um, took responsibility, um, you know, and hopefully we can we can kick on today. And how have you found it, Stonehouse, so far? If you've been there, was it, I think it's three games, four games now. So how have you how have you fared? You know, what what have you learned in that time? Um, it's, it's, it's game number five today. Um, it's been. Uh, it's been being an, I've been a number one before, um, but mainly at youth level. Um, in seven or eight years at youth level, being a number one, um, so coming into men's football is um, is a little bit different. Very, very much much of a muchness, but um, you're dealing with players that are uh, obviously coming in. You know, a few games into the season, um, the manager previously had been there for a couple of years. Um, he's got his ways and of doing things. So it's been it's been a difficult um, a difficult start. Ideally, in any job, you come in in pre season and you you find out. Um, you know what, what the players are like and, and what they don't like. Um, get a little bit of fitness into them, and, and you know your styles of play and principles of play. Um, so it's been very much um, on the job um, and trying to get the players a little bit fitter, um, getting your ideas across. But it's, 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 um, it's been a challenge not to overload them with information too quickly. Um, so it, it's a, it's very much a project. Um, it probably be an eighteen month project. Um, before before we really see the the signs of of sort of a, a Robbo and Jason Nick regime, if that makes sense. Um, so uh, I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed it. That's that's the, the bottom line. I've enjoyed the challenge. Um, hopefully the players are as well. And uh, yeah, we'll see where it takes us. 
Have you brought any of, of, of any your own players in yet, or is it a case of just finding out, you know, what Stonehouse are about first before doing that? Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. I don't want to, um, to, you know, drag players in. I'm very much a coach anyway, um, coach style um, uh, manager, if you like. I want to try and improve what we've got before we think about, you know, bringing bringing any players in. Um, again, the, the, the time of the season that we're at is that a lot of players are, are tied up to other clubs and have committed to other teams. Um, so that, that's your first, that, that, that's one challenge. Um, the, the, the second one is I want to respect the players that are at the club already. Many of them have been at the club for years um, and it's, it's about giving them an opportunity to show what they've got and whether they're on board with, with what we're trying to do. Um, and so, so at the moment, it's a case of no, no is the answer, is the short answer. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's something that we're, we're looking at constantly um, whilst respecting the players that we've got, getting them fitter and, um, and getting them used to, to what we're trying to do. Obviously, you mentioned there that you know it's probably an 18-month project at, at Stonehouse Town. Um, obviously, you don't want to just be presumptuous, but I assume the, the target at the end of 18 months is to have a side that can compete at the, the top end of the Division 1 table. Yeah, certainly. Um, I, I think the players we've got at the moment are, are technically and, and tactically good enough to compete at the top end now or this season. Um, however, I don't, I don't think the fitness is there to compete Saturday, Tuesday. Um, Hellenic League, is, as you know, is, is pretty relentless. Um, so I'm not sure we're quite fit enough to compete um, with the style of play that I would like um, this, this necessarily this season. Um, so yeah, that that's the challenge is, is to get to the end of next season and be and be somewhere near, um, you know, certainly playoffs. If not, um, you know, the, the top, the, the automatics really. And and obviously, you know, we said there that you've only managed four games so far. Um, the the news sort of came pretty quickly after Chris Burns left Stonehouse that you know you were taking over. Um, how did the talks go, and and was it an easy decision for you to join Stonehouse? Um, it wasn't. It wasn't an easy, an easy decision. Um, not no, no disrespect to, to to Stonehouse necessarily, but it was a case of um, you know having left, left Gloucester in the manner that I did, um, and the, the the subsequent clubs that I've I've left in the in the interim. It kind of left me feeling a little bit. Do do I want to go back into it? Um, mm-hmm. I was very much you know down and negative about it. And if it wasn't for you know the people around me, uh, Jace especially Jace Radford, um, you know he he sort of said. You know, this is the one. This is the project that, to get yourself involved in. So, um, my, my initial thoughts were: Do, do I want to get involved? Um, and then, having had those conversations, it was it was an easy decision then. Um, but it, um, you know, once I once I had a chat with with Nigel, the chairman, and, and the committee, um, it it would then became easier. Their, their sort of commitment and passion for it, um, <clears throat> and their willingness to get me involved was was what made it um, an easy decision in the end. Um, but no, I'm, I'm enjoying it. Um, like I said, it's, it's a project. There's going to be ups and downs. There's going to be, you know, perhaps first half performances like we did at Brimscombe, and there's going to be highs of, of the short. That, that's going to happen. You know, hopefully not every week, but um, certainly over the course of the next eighteen months, the games like that and halves like that will will happen. And obviously, you said there you've got you've got Jason and Nick in in the, the coaching staff with you. You know, how important was it for you to have? Uh, people with you that you knew and and work have a good working relationship with. Yeah, anybody that knows me that would uh, I, I go with with Jace as, you know as, as much as I can and, and wherever I can. And I don't think it, if it wasn't for Jace and Nick, um, I wouldn't I wouldn't have taken the the, the job on at Stonehouse. To be honest, it's nice mm-hmm. to work with people that you know, uh, you trust, um, and you can just hang your hat on whenever 
um, you know, whenever good days and bad days. Um, you know, Nick's been great. I've only known Nick a couple of years, probably two years now, and um, he's been a great support whilst I was at Gloucester, and 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 uh, we we go out for meals and things like that together. We've always stayed close. Uh, and Jace is Jace is my right hand man. He's he's just um, he's he's great. He's just such a nice guy. Uh, everybody loves him. Players love him. Um, so it just it just makes my job a hell of a lot easier when you've got people like that around. And how are you finding it going back to to being number one? You said there that you know mainly you've been the number one in youth football. Um, do you enjoy being a number one as much as you enjoy being you know just a coach or or even an assistant manager? Uh, I think um, I, I tried. I tried being a, a number two. I give it. I give it a good go, um, and I thought that would be the way to learn and, and progress, um, and so just further my education into men's football. Really, um, you know, you only have to speak to Jason; he'll tell you that it, it's never going to work, and mm-hmm. he, he keeps reminding me of that. Um, <laughs> but I thought I'd give it. I'd give it a go. Um, end up being a number two and try and learn off experienced coaches and managers. Um, and then perhaps you know jump jump in as a number one in a couple of years' time. But um, I think the way um, my, my passion for football and, and the way I like to coach and, and deal with with players and and things just naturally leads me to being um, a number one with people like Jason and, and Nick. Um, you know, coming in alongside me as number two. So um, I, I enjoy it. I, I enjoy it. I like having the the, the, the control and the, the ability to. To speak to players and um, change games when when I see fit, and you know um, have, have training sessions that that, that, that I enjoy and, and the players enjoy. Um, so that's very much that very much came to the that, that's how it came about. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, again, we'll just we'll see we'll see where it takes me. Um, I'm, I'm all up for learning and, and progressing and, and trying different things. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, here, here we are, and, and I hope it works out, and, and I'm sure it will. Perfect. And, and ahead of today's game, obviously Perth Shore away. Um, how are you preparing? Are you you all set the night before, or is there bits to do this morning? Sorry, sorry, just say that last question again for me. So, so how are you prepared for the game? Are you get everything ready the night before, or are you still got bits to do this morning ahead of the game? No. So gen- generally, we, we play a similar um, style of play. So the, the players already know their their roles and responsibilities going into into today's game. Um, there's no necessarily last minute preparations, um, you know, other than filling water bottles and things like that, the obvious stuff. But in terms of um, technical, tactical, um, the, the players know what they're what they're about and what they're doing. Um, which again, that's a, that's a very much a Robbo and Jace um, a way way of working. Um, so we go into the game prepared today. Um, I think, as I said earlier, um, it's important to show a reaction um, from from Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. The players are sure that, that there will be, um, and you know, pressure are, are flying high at the moment. So um, they're on. I think they're unbeaten in the league. So um, yeah, we're, we're going in, looking forward to it, and with a point to prove. Well, Robbie, thank you very much for joining us on the programme this morning. We obviously wish you good luck away at Perschall today and for the rest of the season. Um, We look forward to catching up with you later on in the campaign. Perfect. Cheers, Ryan. Thanks very much. Craig Robinson there. Join us on the programme. Stonehouse Town are away to Perschall in the Hellenic League Division 1 this afternoon. And yeah, Stonehouse have uh, been of a mixed start for, for, for Robbo there. One at Shortwood, which, you know, I didn't see that coming. Um, he's probably expected them to get beat by Brimscombe in the Cup in midweek. In midweek, Probably didn't expect them to, to lose in the manner that they did. Um, but, but that is football. So we wish them all the best 
for the rest of the season. Now, coming up to end the show, we've got a final interview with Zoe and Claire Gab from Gloucester City Women. They're previewing the FA Cup tie against Bishop's Cleave Ladies, and that comes up after this from George Ezra. This is Seven Sports. So, of course, as we said here on Bates for Breakfast this morning, that our live commentary comes from Meadow Park, the Tiger Turf Stadium, tomorrow afternoon. It's the Women's FA Cup, first qualifying round, Gloucester City host Bishop's Cleave. And I'm delighted to say that on the programme this morning, we are joined by Gloucester City's midfielder, striker, utility woman, Zoe Gab. Good morning, how are you? Good morning. Utility woman, is that, that a fair reflection, do you reckon? <laughs> Maybe, I mean, yeah, I think so now. Well, obviously, you know, we, we spoke to uh, a couple of City players last season and, and this season, including yourself. One of the big highlights for, for the debut season was the Women's FA Cup. You know, you're in it again uh, this weekend against Bishop's Cleave. Another home game. You know, how exciting of an occasion is it? Definitely more exciting because it's a home game. I mean, the highlight of my season was that game of the FA Cup. Mm. It just brings a lot more attention. Um, I mean, with Bishop's Cleave being in our league as well, it's, we've got more of a chance um, from being... I think we lost we lost one game and drew, drew another game, mm. I think. Yeah, I believe so. Um, so, to be honest, all... It could go either way, so I think it'll be a really tough game and a real good performance from us. We could just nip them with the points with the next round, and um, yeah, we're all looking forward to it. I think. I think there's a lot. I mean, everyone just talks about the FA Cup, and like mm. that's what people talk about. And hopefully, it'll bring a lot more people um, to our games, not only for the FA Cup but also for our league games as well. Is there any added pressure, maybe not for yourself individually, mm. but on the team to to perform because it is such a big occasion at home? Yes, I know, I suppose. I mean, everyone wants to perform as best as they can any game anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, with two teams, definitely, obviously, you want to perform and show the managers you're there and you're there to play for the first team and, and stuff like that. So I suppose because it's the FA Cup, I mean, my opinion, maybe it does a little bit, there is a little bit more pressure because it is the FA game. But to be honest, uh, not really. I suppose it's just... If we get more nervous and think there's going to be more pressure, then performances don't don't perform. So um, I think we're all just going to go out there and just enjoy it and hopefully get get a win. Now, obviously, pre-season um, this this summer, no longer you know the first season. What's Gloss City going to be like? We've talked about it uh, again. You know, the likes of Chris with with Kate on the website last week as well. You know, it's documented that Gloucester had a, a slow start last season. How much of, of pre-season this time around was you know there to try and make sure there isn't a slow start this time around? I mean, I think this pre-season this time around is a lot better for us. Mm-hmm. Um, just as a group, as a whole, the managers, everyone getting on. We've had a lot of new people, but we've stuck by each other with the last season and stuff like that. And I feel like we just we're more as a team now. We more understand mm-hmm. how more how we play and stuff like that. I think. Yeah, definitely from last preseason to this preseason, I can see that we are, we've improved like drastically. And um, by the first game of the season, I mean we drew, but towards the end we could actually get three three points from that game. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean we've got a few things to work on by like finishing finishing getting goals in. Um, we've got to take them chances because if you don't take them chances, we won't get the three points. Um, but I could just see from just from that game, from like not giving up and stuff like that. I think 
I think it's going to be an exciting season ahead. And to be honest, I hopefully we would get top three. I'm hoping for. Um, I don't know about the other girls. I don't know about them, about Chris, about Darren, or anything like that. But in my head, I really would like to finish top three this season. Because obviously, Division One is you know a very hard league this very year. Tough, yeah. You know, very tough. You may have lost sides like Puckle Church and Alverston, but the sides you have gained, particularly the ones that have come from Division Two, you know, we'll say it. Your former club, Dursley, obviously have been promoted. You know, you mentioned their top three being a, a you know ambition for yourself. In terms of yeah. individual performance, what sort of targets or aims, you know, what do you want to achieve uh, in terms of yourself? Well, ask me as a player. Yeah. Just try and enjoy it. As much. I mean, last season, probably at the beginning of the season, I probably didn't enjoy it as much as I would, would have hoped for. Mm-hmm. Um, this season, I'm trying to just enjoy it, trying to perform as best as I can, trying to get assists, trying to get goals. Um, I didn't score as much goals as I did last last season compared to like what I would like to do this season. I definitely see myself as in like uh, more of a striker scoring goals uh, and just trying to help out the team to be honest. With me, uh, I do get annoyed with, some, with myself sometimes. Just uh, I just overthink all the time and just I just want to be at my best all the time. But obviously some games you just, you might might have an off day and stuff like that. But you just need to remember to just perform as well as you can and just, just enjoy it. Just enjoy playing football again and uh, making friends and yeah, just enjoying it really. You mentioned there about uh, potentially being, you know, almost a bit too hard on yourself, overthinking that kind of thing. Would you hate to manage yourself? Yeah, I couldn't do it. <laughs> I say to Chris and Darren sometimes, I'm like, I don't know how you how you can be a manager sometimes or like manage me at least. <laughs> why why did you do it? What what what's brought that out of you? Have you always been like that? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, course, yeah. <laughs> you mentioned about some of the new faces that that have joined Gloss City over the summer. Um, we couldn't have you on without mentioning your sister Claire who's joined um, <laughs> at the moment she's you know doing alright holding down a place in the, in the first team as it stands played on Sunday against Bitten um, she's been there throughout pre-season as well what have you made of, of her performances so far? Again I think she's putting too much pressure on herself I think she wants to perform because she wants that first team spot but when you try and overthink stuff and try and play like that that's when you don't perform. So I'm trying to like speak to her at the minute, just being like, calm down, Claire. Like everything's going to be alright. You just want to enjoy football. If that means development teams, that means first team. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm hope. Yeah, she's really enjoying it at Gloucester. I think. I think to be honest, from Kinswood, I think from Division Three to Division like One is quite a big jump. To be honest. Yeah. Um, but in my opinion, I think she's better than League, better than Division Three, and I'm really happy to have her on board. Um, and it's really great that we've I haven't played football together on the same team for a good few years now um, so yeah I'm really enjoying it at the minute and training's going well with her and yeah she just puts too much pressure on herself I think she just needs to relax and just she's a good footballer and that's all she needs to know do you know what I mean? And, and does it affect how you approach games or how you play knowing that you know Claire's on the pitch as well as yourself? Oh yeah so much better I mean Will it relax you do you reckon? Uh don't know I mean it's a bit it's a bit odd as in like Gloucester was my team that's where I went to she went to Kinswood but like and now she's joined and like she's going to be friends and like I don't know yeah it's it's better I mean I got to I had to get used to it for a bit because I was like oh god not again I mean we do bicker sometimes but she's defence and hopefully I'm further up the pitch I don't have to I wish we don't have to bicker as much as what we used to in Dursley used to I, I mean I can't imagine you two bicker of course yeah, I'm sure you get on like a house on fire all the time. 
yeah, <laughs> find that difficult to believe. Um, but no, we talked about that, you know, a little bit earlier on about, you know, potentially not being able to manage yourself if you were Chris or, or, or Darren. Now, I, obviously, I know sort of personally when we spoke and, and, and everything like that, that, you know, you do want to be a, a role model for the team. You know, ideally, you want to be the captain, that kind of thing. Um, you know, where's that leadership come from within you? Is it just through experience or is it just more about your character? Uh, probably a bit of both. I mean, towards the end of the season at Dursley, I used to be the captain um, when Michelle was um, injured and stuff like that. And I really liked it. But I think I, I do find it quite hard being a captain because I'm so uh, I'm so annoyed at myself sometimes of how I perform. Even mm-hmm. though if Chris thinks or like any manager thinks that I've played well, in my head, I'm like, well, I could have, I could have scored, or I could have done this, and I always think of any improvements. So I guess we've we've got Kay as a, as a captain for the first team now, and I think she's amazing. She's in defence, so she can see the whole pitch. She yeah. can speak to like she's really good at talking. She's really good at explaining, and I, I think she's a real, real good role model as the younger ones come through to the first team. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, maybe maybe in a couple of seasons I'll be trying to fight for the captain, but I mean. Other minute, I think I just need to do enjoy football again and stop being so hard on myself. <laughs> I completely agree. Um, obviously, as I said to you before, I'm happy to to say on the show as well. You know, I don't believe that you need the armband to to influence the the team and and on the pitch. And I would like to think that that Chris would agree with me if I said that to him as well. But what we want to know, as we always do, um, when we speak to to players, big game tomorrow. Are you going to be all prepared the night before, or are you going to be you know racing around on Sunday trying to get everything together no I'll be prepared I'll always be prepared always prepared for a game sleeping full kit is it you know glossy kit on in the, in the <laughs> evening boots and everything no but I will have my bag ready that's what we love what about Claire do you reckon she, she'll have everything ready or is she going to be scrambling around no she'll have everything ready as well we're always prepared Perfect. always ready that's what we want to hear Zoe thank you very much for joining us on the programme this morning and we look forward to watching you in action against Bishop Cleve on Sunday yeah perfect thanks for having me for the best sports coverage in the west visit sevensport.co.uk Zoe and Claire Gab there join us from Gloss City Women the feature game for us tomorrow afternoon as we said from the Vitality Women's FA Cup is Gloss City Women versus Bishop's Cleve Ladies Um, so join me for the live commentary on that tomorrow um, although, if you can get out and about to a women's game tomorrow, there are a list of fixtures involving the Gloucestershire County Women's Football League sides on the website. And the games look like this uh, in the Women's FA Cup, obviously, as well as Gloucester Women versus Cleve Ladies. It's also Penmill Ladies versus Longwell Green uh, Ladies. Division 1, Bristol and West play Cheltenham Saracens. Division 2, AEK Boko Ladies Reserves play Sirencester Town. A post is coming up on the website today. From uh, from ourselves, speaking to Siren boss Karen Messenger, previewing that one. Uh, Down End Flyers Reserves versus Red Falcon Club. Long Levens play Gloss City Women Development, so a, a Gloucester derby for everyone in Division 2. Division 3, Andoversford Women versus Ashton Keynes Youth. Uh, Bristol Ladies Union versus SGS Olverston United Reserves. Elwood versus Kingswood. Uh, Southmead Community Sports Ladies versus Mitchell Dean and Stoke Lane Athletic versus Winchcombe Town. As I said at the top of the programme, plenty of football to enjoy this weekend, um, both today and tomorrow. 
Sun, I'm seeing reports, some saying that the weather's going to get worse as the weekend goes on, some saying it's supposed to be all right. Fingers crossed the weather holds out and we have two good days to go and watch some football and then the bank holiday Monday, of course, for the Queen's funeral. Thank you very much to everybody for joining us this morning, listening, and a reminder you can listen again to this programme and all of the other seven sport programmes on Spotify and also on Anchor FM. The link will go up on the website in about 20 minutes' time once I've uploaded this, and then you'll be able to relive this programme and every programme that we've done over the past few seasons. But thank you very much, everyone, for joining us. Live updates from Charlford versus Barmage United this afternoon on the Twitter, and then live commentary from Tiger Turf Stadium for Gloss City Women versus Bishop's Cleave Ladies tomorrow afternoon. Check 7sport.co.uk for all of the latest news in and around Gloucestershire involving non-league football. And we'll be here next week for another edition of Buddies for Breakfast. But for now, thank you for joining me and enjoy your afternoon. For the best sports coverage in the West, visit 7sport.co.uk.